Thanks for listening to the Shellheads Podcast. This episode is about fan fiction. We'll explain that once the episode starts. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, basically anywhere that you can find podcasts. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads. I am Sergio, your host. I'm also here with Jeff, your host. Hello. And uh, and we have big news. We, we, we have this is a very special episode of Shellheads. Uh, we will, but we'll get to that in a minute. We have really big news. Uh, it has been pointed out to us that we got a negative review on iTunes. <gasps> dum dum dum. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the appropriate uh, tonage. Finally, yeah. I was like, yeah, just. I, and I don't know why I was so excited when it came through. I, I guess like we appreciate all of the you know positive reviews that we've gotten, but we got a negative one, and I was like, oh hey, someone hates us. Yeah, we've made it. <laughs> and and do you have the do you have it pulled up? Uh, yeah, let's see here. Because obviously, you know, any kind of criticism is an opportunity to grow, an right. opportunity to improve. So I figure, let's let's just read it. Let's let's yeah yeah why not? Let's venture into this 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 criticism we received um and, and the, i'm gonna throw to you jeff okay uh, do you want me to read it with or without the list no 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 again it's an opportunity <sighs> okay. to improve okay one star by do i it's well, it's public knowledge so yeah, go ahead so yeah. whatever aes 90210 i guess they're uh, the, the california know, yeah beverly anyway First, in big, bold black letters, Ooh. they have no business doing this. <laughs> These guys just don't get it, dot, dot, dot. I have no idea why they're even doing this. Total downer for any TMNT fan. They basically talk about every facet of TMNT like it was the third live-action film. Which I... I We'll talk about that in a moment. Continue. <laughs> they need to lighten up and go on a date with a living, breathing girl. Okay. All right. Let's 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 break that down. I'm going to toss it to you, Sergio. Outside of that last sentence, which was wholly unnecessary. Like, okay, if you don't like the show, fine. But but to tell us we should go on dates with girl, like, you have a girlfriend and I'm married, so yeah. What what what? I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Just chop off that last sentence. That's that was unnecessary. Right. He doesn't know. He or she does not know our opinion on the third movie because we haven't covered it yet. That's right. We might love that movie. I think we will. I don't know. That's actually, I think the next episode we're doing. Ooh, tune in next time, folks. Yeah. Um. Do Do we come off as being like gravelly, as being pessimistic, or being a downer? I don't think so. I don't feel that way. Now, it depends on which episode you listen to. Well, it's very mainly, true. <laughs> mainly the next mutation, which this this person could be a huge next mutation that, you fan. You know, that might be the case. Or, yeah. or I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's a mystery. I know that I am typically a very negative person. Yeah. So maybe my personality is coming out uh, in, in, in these episodes more yeah. than 
I'm not even going to say more than I want it to. Yeah. The exact amount that I want it to. Right. Because, yeah, the turtles, there's, there's some bad stuff. There is. There's some bad stuff. There's some great stuff. We love, obviously, we love the, the, the source material. We, mm-hmm. we, we love the things that we grew up with. But there's bad stuff. And for us not to point out the bad stuff would kind of make this whole venture pointless. It would, it would do it a, a tremendous disservice. Right. If we didn't highlight that. Yeah, yeah. So, so thank you for the feedback. And, and I don't know how we'll change to, to, to better suit your needs. Uh, but again, every, every bit of feedback is an opportunity to grow, Jeff. Yes. So, so thank you. Thank you. Yes, we hope you have a great day uh, or night. On top of that, we invite other listeners to leave feedback, hopefully positive. Uh, either way, thank you for listening, and let's jump into the regularly scheduled podcast. Yes. Jeff, this is a very special episode. It is, indeed. I don't really know what we're calling it. It's like the fan-created episode, fan fan creation episode, fanfic. Like, TMNT Secret of the Fandom? No, maybe. Fan, maybe. Fandom, fandom... I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, think, I'm sure I'll come up with something before I post it. Yeah. But... Basically, we're going to cover three different fan-created creations. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. And naturally, uh, this being a Ninja Turtles podcast, uh, the things that we've covered have basically been movies, TV, comics, video games. Mm-hmm. This episode and these fan-created things, uh, they are a movie, a video game, and a comic book. Mm-hmm. So it kind of falls squarely into what the turtles are. Yeah. So without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. Uh, I don't want to spoil exactly what we're going to talk about. So let's just jump to the first one. In 2011, a fan-made movie called Casey Jones, simply called Casey Jones, was released. Uh, and it was released on DVD. You can buy, you could buy copies of it. Uh, I don't know if there's still any floating out there. Mm-hmm. But it was, I believe these are brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Polaris. Uh, of course, I don't know if I'm actually pronouncing these right. Polaris Banks uh, and Hilarion, Hilarion, Hilarion. I'm going to go with Hilarion Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, created this movie. It's a, it's 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 basically the a origin story for the Casey Jones character. Mm-hmm. And both Banks brothers are in the, the movie. Uh, they they play the title character Casey uh, and who is it? Sid. Sid. Sid, which where do we know that name from? I believe it's Casey's cousin, like in in the actual cousin comics. Sid, yeah, cousins, cousins. Okay, yeah. Who's kind of a dirtbag, low life. You know. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. that's what he is in this movie. Yeah, uh, and it's it's about it's about thirty five minutes long. It it has April in it. It's got Casey's mom in it. It's got a surprising uh, couple cameos. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Played by the one and only Robbie Wrist. That's right, and also like a <laughs> five second f- flash of Krang towards the end. Yeah, there's a lot of foot soldiers. A lot of uh, it, it. It has the tone of the original movie mm-hmm. with a lot more violence. Yeah. Uh, today was the first day Jeff has ever seen this movie. Mm-hmm. It's the first time you've watched it. Yeah. What'd you think? I rather enjoyed it. Now, as as far as fan films go, you know they're not usually up to par because you know they, you know they have a budget to work with, and so right. This is probably coming out of you know 
the creator or whatever, whoever's pocket. Mm-hmm. So the effects usually aren't really where they, you know, a big budget film, you know, would typically, typically land. Um, but all in all, I, I rather enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny that you bring up the, the, the budget because it has, it, it has the look and feel of an indie film. At least the, the first half does, mm-hmm. you know, uh, everything is just slightly overacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the camera angles are purposely diverse. Mm-hmm. Like there, like there's a camera angle where the camera is pointed straight up at Casey as he is about to golf club a, a kid's head. Yeah. As it gets closer to the end, it, steers directly into more Ninja Turtle friendly action. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a decent fight scene with Michelangelo and Casey Jones and a bunch of foot, foot ninjas. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, it is almost scarily dark. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the, the Casey Jones character mm-hmm. and it almost, he almost plays the part as a bad guy. Like, Casey is a villain until he meets Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. A villain in that he's beating up criminals mm-hmm. as a vigilante, but he's doing it in a way that is excessively violent, which is true to the character. Very much in a, uh, very much like you know the anti, the anti, <clears throat> excuse me, the anti-hero. Um, yes, type archetype a, a very almost like a playful Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, almost equal parts Punisher and Joker because there was there was a scene with where he was you know hopping from from roof to roof mm-hmm. with a with the playful music in the background and he yeah. almost was enjoying the fact that he was he was going to murder someone tonight. Yeah, and that's a side of Casey that outside of the original comic, we have not really seen before because him being just a murderer doesn't come up very often. It doesn't. And it only came up in the original comic in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Once Raphael straightened him out, he's like, Hey bro, calm it down. Yeah. You got to watch your anger. Uh, turns out the budget on this thing was 20 grand. Whoa. That's, that's not bad. Like that's that's a decent that's a decent chunk of change. Yeah. To make a 35 minute film. Mm-hmm. What did you think? And keep in mind this is a fan film. Right. <laughs> what did you think of the Michelangelo costume? I mean for what they had to pull together it didn't look half bad, but it was kind of freaking me out like the white I, you know and I get, you know, doing the white eyes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's interesting, but seeing the teeth all the time was kind of, you know, yeah. But it's better than what we've seen in some other, you know, fan tries. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not going to say I was f- fully pleased with the Michelangelo. Yeah, it was just dark enough to where you couldn't see. And if you know. if I have a complaint, because mm-hmm. it's hard to have a complaint about a fan film of this quality. Yeah, you know. You have to come at it knowing that it's a fan film. Mm-hmm. My probably my chief complaint is if you have a Michelangelo that's not all the way there, mm-hmm. like 
I'd give that a 75 out of 100, mm-hmm. maybe, po- possibly a 60 out of 100. Mm-hmm. It gets the point across. The, 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 the mouth moves when it needed to, you know. Right. Don't have so many shots that have the costume prominently shown mm-hmm. and the teeth like they could and have, yeah and they could have had you know the, like like in the original they had the stunts they had the ones with the mouths closed mm-hmm. you know and um yeah and you could tell the difference and of course budgetary concerns and 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 yeah I, I, who knows how much experience the costume maker had making costume like right again it's hard to complain about anything after watching that movie mm-hmm. but watching it the 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 dopey non-filmmaker in me is like, well, actually, had they shot this from the left, yeah, you wouldn't be able to see. Like, but it's it's hardly a complaint. Yeah, the nunchuck work was the chuck work was good, pretty nice. Yeah, and yeah. those were like legit on chain chucks, mm-hmm. not and, you know not this not the ones on the ropes like you see in the right right yeah. in the movies. Yeah, I was like, wow, there was a visceralness. Visceralness. I'm going to assume that's a word mm-hmm. uh, to a lot of Casey's um, punches, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say that's due to good fight choreography or good mm-hmm. uh, fight training. It was pretty nice all because, throughout. Yeah, like like the the, the scene where he it, the opening scene where he takes the, the 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 hockey stick and just knocks out Sid's teeth. Oh. Like that looked wicked. It did, you know the the scene where what was the other scene? Oh, the scene with a sledgehammer. Every time he hit somebody with a sledgehammer, it the weight of the impact was felt, and the yeah. I say weight, and I'm pun intended. Yeah. Uh. So so I, I while the fight scenes weren't that detailed or mm-hmm. that flamboyant. They were well executed. And they got the point across. And they got the point across. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What else do you have to say about the, 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 the Casey Jones movie? Because cause there's, it's only 35 minutes, but there's a lot to say about that little bitty film. Yeah. So, like, you know, a lot of it felt like you got, you know, that introduction of him, like, you know, with the Purple Dragons, you know, mm-hmm. getting the crap beat out of him. He's yep. like, all right, I got to do something about this. And they, they changed the story up because, you know, it was, it was Raph. Originally, that, yeah. that found him, and so the, oh, it's Mikey instead. I'm like, okay, I have a theory behind that. Yeah, my theory is the reason it's Mikey is because they could get Robbie Wrist. Yeah, that that's that's really if you can get Robbie Wrist, like you just you make it happen. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of his performance? I enjoyed it. It it I, I would. It, he literally was just playing a character he's played before. Yeah, he's having fun with it, and it was. Spot on. The writing was good. Yeah. The acting was good. The yeah. the one liners were great. I I I don't know if you w- were watching me watch it, but yeah. I had a big smile on my face every time he was talking. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, that was very enjoyable. Um, the mask looked fantastic. The, yes, like it looked like they actually made it out of metal. Now I don't know if it was actually metal, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it looked. I can't cuss on here, but <laughs> it looked pretty freaking good. It did, it um, did, and and they did a really good job of of it, what's that called a pregnant pause? Yeah, when you know something is coming, mm-hmm. but you leave an extra two or three seconds mm-hmm. before revealing it, 
to just build up the hype. Yeah. The whole like the whole um train training scene, mm-hmm. training montage was a big pregnant pause before mm-hmm. the reveal of the mask. Yeah. And the mask is just it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand the beating up of trash. You know, you you train with what you can train with. Yeah. You yeah, know? I guess so. I mean, I could see beating up like old tires. Yeah. You know, cuz they I think they do stuff like that. Um yeah, I, I don't know anything about training with <laughs> with baseball bats, so yeah, I'm not really one to, either. to to you know. Yeah. Of course you weren't going to see him on the golf course, you know, shooting, you know, <laughs> bucket of balls or was like, well, you know. Uh I I really liked how dirty Casey and Sid's accents were. Like, oh yeah. Dirty New York like back alley just salt of the earth kind of kind of guys guys that 10 years from now in in the continuity will just be buried in like car grease yeah you know oh yeah totally oh yeah yeah so the the accents were kind of Mm -hmm. the accents were very over the top and it worked oh yeah it absolutely worked um and watching this movie i realized that the turtles exist in this weird version of New York mm-hmm. <laughs> where all the gang members show up with n- like chains and poles and pipes and pipes instead of like guns and actual knives. One, that one guy had a gun, but yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that's not a, that's not a, this movie thing. That's just a Ninja turtle thing. Right. Um, uh, I liked it. I, I I watched it like six or seven times since I yeah. bought it, and uh, I've I've enjoyed it every single time. It's it's really better than it should be. Agreed. Yeah, and a lot of those camera angles too with Casey. Yeah, turning towards the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah was... like when every time they cut to Casey and he's in this awesome pose. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm about to tear you guys up, murder that guy. Yeah. <laughs> But not really, kids. Don't do that at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how many times did I did I was like, dude, that's a good shot. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a good that's a good reveal. It was I, I lost count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, the back of the DVD case says, uh, and this is a quote from MTV Geek. Probably the most spot on film treatment of the hockey masked Avenger you will ever find, with superior acting, cinematography, and direction. Uh, something more akin to TMNT as done by Martin Scorsese. Which, that is a huge compliment. That is. Uh, there may be a little hyperbole in there. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there was some, some some spotty acting here and there. But again, right. yeah. it carried itself like an indie film. Mm-hmm. The first, I'm going to say 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. So Definitely a better budget and better everything over Next Mutation. <laughs> I'd watch this every day over Next Mutation. Yes, <laughs> and they had a bigger budget for costumes for the turtles. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, that's better. You know, um, of course, the foot didn't look like they were wearing PJs, so they got it like you know the five and dime. No, the foot the foot costumes looked like they were legit from the movie. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah. With that said, I don't know if there's a way for you to watch this now. Maybe I I don't know because it's 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 legit eight years old. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to see if I can find a copy. I don't sure know what other work the the Banks brothers have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they've gone on to to do some 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 cool stuff. 
I can even a- outside I- of the turtles? I can ask. Oh, you can ask. Yeah, Polaris accepted my friend's request on Facebook way back. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know you knew famous people, Jeff. I know. I know. I know some people. I know some people. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Okay. So we've covered our movie. Uh, now we're going to move to our comic book. Ooh. Uh, more specifically, graphic novel. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, it's a. Let's see. It's about how many pages was it? A hundred something. Like a hundred and seven. One hundred and nine pages. Nine. I was off by two. Yeah, one hundred nine pages. Uh, it's called TMNT Odyssey. And what a shell of a read. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is a, a book that I, I picked up a few years ago. Uh, the story's by Andrew Modine. Uh, most of the art is surprisingly done by Jim Lawson. Yeah. Like, legit TMNT, that guy, Jim Lawson. That's a big budget right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also art by Dan Berger, another Mirage uh, alumni. Uh, we, t- we talked about Ars- Arseny Dubikov last, last episode. And he yeah. he did some he did uh, lettering and apparently some art in it. Uh, Andrew Modine also did some art. Uh, Ross Campbell, or as she's known now, Sophie Campbell, who is an one of the IDW artists. Oh, uh, she did a page. Mark Feltham, Feltham, okay. Cortland Brugger, Dennis Kennedy, Dimitri Bob, like the. Andrew Modine pulled a lot of, of resources together. Got some star power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cover was done by Rich McCullum and Bill Anderson, who did a run of books in the original Mirage run. Mm-hmm. And the back cover is done by A.C. Farley. So he, he, gets, he, he talks to the right people when, <laughs> when he wants to create something. Mm-hmm. And what Team and T Odyssey came out in 2015. In 2015, uh, and it's a black and white, as I said, 109-page book that stars the old Ninja Turtles. Uh, These turtles are, by all accounts, elderly, especially Donatello. Mm -hmm. And it starts with Donatello assuming he's about to die, and Renette shows up and says, here's the scepter, bad stuff is happening, I need you to take it and get to the end of time. Mm-hmm. And Donatello was like, but wait, I was about to die. Like, a, I'm no, busy. I'm good. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here today. Yeah. And so Renette basically sets the scepter to autopilot and says, oh, no, wait, no, she gives him her power. Well, yeah. 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 Well, yes. Which powers the, the, the scepter. Yeah. And she basically points it in the direction of the end of time and says, just it's it's gonna go you just need to go where it takes you okay, okay and it took him to basically the day before all of his brothers died mm-hmm. for various reasons and he picked up all of his dead brothers before they were dead yeah making michelangelo the youngest mm-hmm. because he was the last to be picked up and savante ramiro's in it and there's a whole scene where he go, where, where they visit themselves while they're still in the, the 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 pet shop bowl, and Savanti is trying to kill them in their bowl so they don't exist, so to be in a, a thorn in his side, the plot of this book is it, it's very reckless with its time travel. It's turtles in time. Yeah, it's it's very reckless with its time travel, but I love it Gone because of that. Bonkers. Yeah, 
And so the turtles end up they end up meeting Cuddly the Cowlick. Ah, uh, he's back. Uh, who is in Mirage Canon. Oh. Yeah, because it's in volume two of uh, Tales. Oh, wow. Like deep into volume two of oh, Tales. That's great. Uh, they, they meet Cuddly the Cowlick, and, and he gets them as far as he can get them in you know time and space, uh, and shoved into one of Cuddly's gums, apparently, is <laughs> Slash. Yeah. <laughs> who he must have saved before he died in the Archie series, which is a whole nother story. And then Slash stays with him for the majority of... I, I mean, this is... A, Odyssey is the right name. It is. Because they go through so much in this book. Um, it's basically Turtles Forever. Which, we will get to that. Yeah. Oh, we will absolutely get to that. Because you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think... Done better. Oh. <laughs> I, no offense to that movie, but I'm like, ooh. I'm gonna know. say I'm gonna say it's I'm not done better. It is a distinct piece of art. Yeah, that is probably you're, you're they won't they can't recreate this in any other way. No, you're not gonna see a Turtles Odyssey movie. God, I'd love to see that. You know, though. you're not gonna see right. a Turtles Odyssey arc of episodes in a Nickelodeon cartoon. Like the only way you're gonna see this. Is in a fan fan book, not with all the swearing and blood and violence in this book. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. like, oh, not for the children, not for the children, folks. That's right. Like there's there's Easter eggs all over the place in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come across characters that they like, are, like Chet. Chet, yes, Chet exactly. Chet, Chet is in is in this book. It's everywhere. Um, towards the end, they they come across Venus, mm-hmm. who becomes a Time Lord. Yeah. And they're trying to get to the end of time because this guy named, what was it, the Shogun? The Shogun? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Is planning to destroy everything. Everything. Like very Galactus style. Yeah, no, yeah. very uh, Thanos style. Very Thanos, th- yeah. Thanos-y. And, yeah. and basically the Shogun is trying to destroy all of the versions of the Turtles that aren't Turtles Prime. Very... Very Turtles Forever like. It's very Turtles Forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reading through the first time I read through it, knowing that this was a fan book and knowing that it was released after the buyout mm-hmm. in 2009, reading it, it, it felt like a diehard fan coming to terms with the sale. In, in some way, it was just him accepting things are, things are going to change. There's, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Right. You know, scorched earth, this scorched earth mentality of the, of, of the Shogun trying to, to get it back to its original roots mm-hmm. that that doesn't work that's impossible time passes things are going to change mm-hmm. people are going to get bought out people are going to die like at some point Peter Laird's going to die and mm-hmm. what was going to happen then yeah like someone was going to take over the turtles it doesn't just disappear into the ether yeah you know it, it, it seemed like a very personal story to me it did even though it doesn't mention a person outside of the turtles. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is very much as a singular turtle story. Yeah. And the end of it is very, very, just very poetic how it covers. I just everything. Wow. There's just, even, there's even a shot at the end where it shows the, uh, the Michael Bay turtles. Oh, I could have lived without that. <laughs> I really could have freaking. That's my only. Well, I would say my only complaint about this book. That's one of my complaints about the book. 
Well, the thing is, like, again, he could have destroyed that universe <laughs> first. If you're going to point out, hey, we're coming to terms with what the turtles have become and where they're going and, and saying basically goodbye to what they have been. You have to include that. It's scary. Like, it was scary. Like, for me, like, I was like, I was terrified what was going to happen because we all know what happens with the corporate machine. Exactly. You know, oh, well, we'll just crank this stuff out. Like, <laughs> Michael Bay Transformers movies. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wants all this hot garbage. You want 10 years of that? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, and we've gotten some of that, but we've also gotten some really good surprising stuff. We have gotten a lot of surprising stuff, but but we haven't gotten... We we haven't gotten something that has no reins on it, and what I mean by that is everything that is created by Nickelodeon or for Nickelodeon or through Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon has to put has to put their stamp of approval on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if a creative wants to come forward and say, "I want I want this story to have Raphael be, become a, a murderous serial killer." Mm. Nickelodeon's not going to greenlight that. No. You know, and Peter Laird may not have, but he would be more willing to explore oddities. Like the, yeah. the, all of volume one is just, or not all of it, but a majority of volume one is just the turtles exploring weird, yeah. weird stuff. So a lot of what we were worried about, it has come to pass. You know, it's most of what has come out has been pretty vanilla. It's been good. Well, I would say the most surprising has been Batman Ninja Tur- versus Ninja Turtles, yeah, which, but it's still vanilla. Had some cussing. There, but had some blood. Had some had some stuff we haven't really seen. Still, people got chopped up, Sergio. Still, in a PG thirteen fashion, but still. Ooh. Hey, I'm we, just saying. You know, it's not the '87 cartoon style stuff. It's not kiddified. It's like, ooh, that, that, but it, it, it's that dude's head was severed from his body. Th- did the turtles do it though? No, exactly. Well, okay, I'll give you that. Well, crap. Yeah, like the turtles don't kill anyone. Yeah. Period. They just don't do it. And I don't think it's... Oh, no, that freaking sewer lid shot out of the uh, turtle van. <laughs> oh, no, that dude was dead. Nope, nope. You didn't see him. Die. He died off camera. It doesn't count. I say he did. Back to the point. <laughs> uh, I love this comic. It's inc- I could not stop reading it. Um, Everybody kept calling me and texting me, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 quite the read. I want to be a nerd and read. Uh, read a book. With that said, there I have some critiques. Okay, just naturally, you know, uh, I don't know what this guy's job. Is. I don't know much about Andrew Modine. I don't know if he's primarily a writer. I don't know if it's a secondary hobby thing he has, but it's well written. I just think there's too much of it. It's what 109 pages. It was a bit wordy. It was very wordy. It was a bit wordy. Yeah. It was. It, it was like. It was like Kevin Smith wrote it. Oh yeah. You know, uh, very wordy, and a, a lot of, a, a lot of the stops that they make heading their you know their way through the future. I don't see much, of, 
usable substance coming out of the, some of those stops. Mm. A lot of it was filler or or right. just window dressing. Yeah. Um, and maybe I just don't see a greater meaning to some of them. Mm. You know, I'm not the creative here, but when if we're talking about flow. There, there are some sections that chug just because there's so many words. Yeah, they were just a little slow. Yeah, a little slow. Uh, a little a need for a little bit more action here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was there? <laughs> what, what, what are your uh, your thoughts? I mean, pretty much on point. You know, I I, I agree with that. Um, you know, this very much being a. What is it? The dark, <laughs> the dark turtles return, or uh, you know, the Logan of the, you know, the Ninja Turtles <laughs> style. Like, well, we got one more in us, boys. Let's, you know, well, in the in the whole core element of it, like them them splitting apart as mm-hmm. as a family. Yeah, yeah. And dealing with that, so family is very much a core. Um. You know, and it's it's always been one of those things. It's always been throughout all of the iterations, but maybe not as focused on in certain ones. Like in the '87 cartoon, you knew they, you know, they were all brothers, but they didn't really touch on that, right? Right. And, it, and until 2K3, and you're like, okay, and yeah, then, you know, it, it's it, it's funny. Like, it's very strong in this issue. Like, it's it's just overpoweringly, you know. This was written as very much a, almost like a conclusion to the unfinished volume four. Mm-hmm. That's how I interpret it. Yeah. <laughs> Simply because the turtles are old and a lot of the experiences they had were referenced from volume four. Yeah. And as volume four sits right now, all the turtles are separated. They're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Splinter is passed away. All the turtles, like like Michelangelo's in outer space. Donatello is, uh, like he's the size of an ant. Uh, Raphael is like this dinosaur-looking turtle thing. Like, say what? Yeah, Volume Four gets bonkers, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I just wish it. Was, I wish Peter Laird would finish it. Yeah, this is kind of written as way in the future after that, mm-hmm. and it's picking up from where Peter Laird left off thematically in that the turtles are separated. They aren't really a family anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is the outcome. What comes from that? Right. The you fallout. Know, the fallout of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to spoil the end. No. Like, I don't want to say no, no. I who was the actually, Shogun is. I was actually going to suggest we not give that nugget away because, yeah. wow. Yeah. There's some, there's some fantastic cameos throughout. Oh, yeah. Um, I, again, <laughs> we, we're, we're talking about, oh, you should check it out. I don't know if there's a way for you to check this out. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a few copies of it floating out on around eBay. There are ways, folks. The internet. Use that tool. You, you may be able to reach out to someone. Uh, I'm going to throw the Technodrome forums out there. That's how I got turned on to this, to this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be able to find or like direct message some people in those forums to, to find some stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know that Modine is working on another book. Mm-hmm. He's working on a TMNT Origin, which apparently has the Predator in it. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that's it, crazy. It looks really, really cool. Raphael will take him out. And what I think is really, like, I don't know if you, you probably didn't notice this, but in Odyssey, there is a reference to Origin that hasn't happened yet. 
No. Yeah, I like I, I noticed it reading it this time. I was like, oh wait, he's working on the book now. So like, as I said, it plays fast and loose with the concept of time travel so much so that it's referring to books that don't exist yet. Yeah, that's how like that's how laissez-faire and bonkers the time travel is, and I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And, and speaking of that too, I I liked the uh, and we have a nugget the C issue so-and-so of adventures or issue uh-huh. of, you know, I, was, I like this. That was a very, like the, the research and like the, the love and care put into this book is just spectacular. Yes. Like, yes. I did not expect to be just enchanted. Right. Right. This book. And, and, and I, I, I just wish, as I said, I, I wish you had a better handle on, some of the influences of it mm-hmm. because as I was reading, I was like, I remember that. I remember that it hits so many f- grand notes mm-hmm. that dig, that dig roots so deep into like the Ninja Turtle lore mm-hmm. that I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop short of saying it's a must read yeah. simply because it's almost impossible for you to read it. But if you can get your hands on it, I suggest you do. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. It, it's 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 a wonderful little little piece of of of, of art, mm-hmm. and uh, me and you were talking before we started recording. There's no reason it's not canon. Yeah, because it exists in like the weird gray area of like multiverse theory mm-hmm. and time travel theory, and just we have never explored this portion of the turtles' lives. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we can just assume it's canon. And move on. Yeah. You know? I'm good with that. So, sure. Why yeah. not? Kind of like how Futurama had an ending, but it was kind of open-ended. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. So, we've covered our movie. We've covered our comic. And now we're going to cover the, the basically the thing that kind of kick-started this entire, this entire adventure of ours into fan-created stuff. Yes. Fan, fan fiction cast. Yes. Um, a video game. Uh, you you had been barking orders at me for weeks. <laughs> hey man, hey man, you got you got to follow this 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 TMNT uh, rescue Palooza. rescue Palooza. You've got to. You got. It looks awesome. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And my naturally skeptical self was like, "All right, slow your roll. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll probably play it when it comes out. It came out. I didn't play it." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you kept sending me links, dude. He, it's it's been patched. You should play it. It's been patched. You should play it. I'm like, I'll get to it. I'm very pushy. I didn't get to it until tonight <laughs> when we sat down, which was I think uh, played out to our favor because yeah. I only played a little bit of it. Yeah, and me not having touched it at all, it was it was it was exciting. It was it was it was exciting to pick it up and be like, oh, okay, you might be on to something here, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, but it's T- it's TMNT Rescue Palooza, mm-hmm. which it turns out the name Rescue Palooza is probably the worst thing about the entire experience. Yeah, because I I don't I don't I don't like when people just just riff off the name Lollapalooza. Right. Okay. Well, but with that said, mm-hmm. the game was created by mm-hmm. Modder. I think I'm hope I, hopefully I will say this right uh, by Moder Merso Merso X. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure that's some sort of game uh, like 
uh, username, yeah, <laughs> or gamer uh, tag name or whatever. Yeah, and it started out as a remake of the '92 um, Turtles uh, Three: The Manhattan Project. Oh, that's why all those levels are in there. Yeah, okay. and it became more of a remake. And I'm reading this straight from the description um, of Turtles Two, um, the arcade game for NES. Um, but then it kind of just like they just kind of merged everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it kind of morphed into it, it covers everything, like toys, the '80s cartoon, the '90s version of it. You know, towards you know, you know that different era. Then you've got like freaking tournament fighter stuff in there yeah. and you've got Genesis era, you know, it's just like a, just a beautiful melting pot of all of the, um, all of the everything Sergio. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to put it in a nutshell, it is, or to put it in a turtle shell, Oh, hey, it's, it's basically, the arcade game, the original arcade game, or style uh, styled like the original arcade game, and Turtles in Time, mm-hmm. uh, and you it's a beat 'em up. Mm. It's a beat 'em up, and you go from level to level, beating things up, and rescuing characters. Yeah, all of those characters then become playable. Yeah, they're like we. <laughs> one of my favorite things is like Shredder's like I've kidnapped everyone, and Donatello's like that's kind of vague. Yeah. Who was like, oh, your friends. I was like, oh, okay, that's better. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Like, there's six, like 60 playable characters. There's so, like, I think. And, and, and we're not talking just, you know, because you, you have, of course, the Turtles, um, April. Sh- is Shredder playable? Ooh. He should be. I don't know. We did, it never said unlocked. Doesn't matter. But Leatherhead, Rat King, uh, the Fugitoid. Metalhead, Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter Stockman, Mondo, f- Mondo Gecko, Mondo Gecko, all four of the Punk Frogs, yeah, um, the Neutrinos, Ace Duck, Ace Duck, which was one of my favorites. All of these these characters are unlocked in the course of the game, and all of them have different ratings on how good their range is and how good their power is, and. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 surprisingly well put together, considering there's so many characters. It really is. Uh, some of them are kind of clunky, mm-hmm. you know. Just just because I'm sure you run out of ideas when you have that many characters, you have to yeah. throw into a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it's it's literally the first three video games just kind of glued together mm-hmm. with a smattering of of of, of characters to play mm-hmm. and a lot of just fun takes on existing Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. 60 playable characters, 17 stages, four bonus stages and a four player local co-op. Yep. Um, clip voice clips from the show, all kinds of stuff. Just a plethora of. Yeah. Enjoyment. And, and, and I'm, I'm, honestly surprised that Nickelodeon hasn't stepped 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 in and said hey you can't do this well they said non-profit project you know fan created it's not affiliated with anybody so they're not charging for it it's free yeah but like do, do that with a Nintendo game and see what you happens can't but like <laughs> yeah definitely no 
after playing through the whole thing, which is what we did. Yeah. <laughs> we played start to finish. It was like an hour and a half, I think. Something like that. Something That's like why that. we're recording so late. Uh, yeah. yeah. They don't know that, Jeff. Oh, ooh. Never mind, folks. Jeez. Um, yeah, we we sat down thinking, oh, we'd play maybe four or five levels or whatever. Mm. We got eight levels in, and we're like, who do we unlock next? Yeah. Who's next? What, what's the yeah. next level? Yeah. And by the time we... We're like, we should probably stop and record. There were, what, two two levels left? Yeah. Not including the Technodrome. And, and we were just like, screw it. We're going to finish it. Mm-hmm. And we did. At what point do we move on to criticisms? Yeah. Because I got some. I got some. We, we, we can we Old can negative that. Nancy over here. We, we can. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. We can do that. Uh, it, it's easy. Yeah. Some of the characters are, like you said, they are clunky. Some of the characters are clunky. Some of the characters break the game. Yeah. Like Tatsu is just throwing he's just throwing knives across the screen screen yeah. and killing everything. It's like, great. It's it's cool and it's neat that it's you know specific to that character, but mm-hmm. you can just tear through a level with Tatsu or Ace Duck. Oh yeah. You know? Ace Duck might be my favorite character of the game. Which is funny because we I we recorded like a couple months ago and you're like oh i hate ace duck yeah and i was like whoa slow down buddy yeah yeah well i changed that <laughs> it's changed now we're not gonna tell you why again we're gonna leave you to discover that for yourself yeah but i think you'll be able to find out pretty quickly why oh yeah yeah um yeah it's it's a bit easy like yeah. i was able to get to the through the entire thing without losing my nine lives I was not that fortunate. Uh, I made some poor choices. I'm not, I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just yeah. saying. I made some poor character choices, but as did you as well. That's right. I picked Vernon. But <laughs> you still kicked people's butt with Vernon, who had basically like the the attack level of you know basically kicking groundhogs. Yes. Yeah. His attack was just <laughs> kicking the ground, and he has no special move. No. He's the equivalent of if anyone's played Street Fighter, he's the equivalent of Dan. He's just a Aww. joke character that no one takes seriously, which is kind of We're going to get all that hate mail now. Kind of consistent with Vernon. Dan? Like no. He doesn't have a full Hadouken, so, you know. I, I, Dan, Dan picks on himself. He like, does. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. I was, I was very skeptical going into it. Cause I, I know. Because I'm not that big into retro-styled games mm. because uh, – you know, I play a lot of video games, and sometimes I feel like styling your stuff in a re- having a retro style is kind of handcuffing yourself and kind of an excuse. It's like, oh well, I could have made this look better, but I'm not going to because it's a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. So that's why it looks like trash because I want it to look like trash, mm-hmm. and that's just not acceptable to me. Like. Pixel art's cool. Pixel art can be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight being one of the best examples of just a beautiful game. Mm. What I've seen of it, it kind of, some of it falls into what I'm talking about. Mm. Like the reusing of sprites for the sake of reusing sprites. Well, those were used in this. And then, of course, all old school arcade games. I'm like, hey, that gnome looks the same as the one on the last level. I'm like, he's just got a green hat now. Ah, what? Yeah. You but th- th- this game did not I – di- I don't feel like it set an arbitrary line in the sand. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were like, well, we're not going to get any more detailed than this mm-hmm. just because I don't want to. The detail was really there like right. with, with the cut scenes and mm-hmm. like the the skyline, the cities. I mean, that they really 
really put some work into this. Yeah, like this isn't an 8-bit game. This no. isn't a 16-bit game. This is a pixel art game. A 16 and a half bit. Mm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it is a pixel art game. 17 and one-thirds? Somewhere between 32 and 64. Yeah. Uh, and it's perfectly fine. Like, it... it mm-hmm. It feels like it should feel. It plays like it should. It, like it should play. It looks like it should look, and it steals everything it can possibly steal. Oh yeah, every song from the first three games copied the whole cloth. Just yeah, copied right over. Yeah, I don't know if they re-recorded them. I don't really care. They sound exactly the same. I think so. I, there, I could tell some like some like difference in tone. Possibly. Yeah, that's right. But it's yeah. not like they changed it so no one sues them. Well, no. Because no, they were pretty spot. A lot of the sprites were pixel-perfect recreations mm-hmm. from previous games. Some of them were just like kind of, I want to say, copy and pasted. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with Metalhead. I was like, I kind of like, like Slash. That was a great design. Oh, that Slash looked good. And, and it I'm played like, really good. I kind of wish that we had gotten, you know... A better sprite for Metalhead. Yeah, well, Metalhead, that's canon, man. I know he's my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite. So I'm like, oh, why is he skating all weird? He looks like this ballerina looking skate yeah. when, he, when he runs. Yeah, it's that's weird. My, like my just very few complaints that I have about the game. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, like all, uh, I said this when we were talking about Casey Jones, and I'm going to say it again. It's hard to complain mm-hmm. about a fan game. It is. You know, because you just expect it to be trash. Mm-hmm. You know, how many trash Sonic the Hedgehog fan games are there? Oh, there's a lot. You know? There's a lot of... For, for, for us to be to sit down and play through the entire thing, mm-hmm. and multiple times, we were just laughing. Yeah. And just enjoying it. Just a good enjoying time. ourselves. You know? Any type of criticism we can lob towards this game is completely erased by the time that we had playing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. So, thank you for making me play that. Yeah. Because the Lord knows I wasn't going to. I know. You, like... I had to be insist. You, you, I had you, to insist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you had to be like, no, we're going to sit down and do this. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this entire like adventure that we've, we've gone too. on. I I'd, I'd like know. to see more of this. Uh, I... I this this makes me want to look for other fan stuff to to, yeah. to, to critique and watch and talk about. Um, but that's not what we're doing next episode. Oh, no. As I said before, I'm like 80% sure that we're doing Turtles 3. Oh, my God. The greatest movie of all the films. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. I haven't either. Uh, I don't know how it, how it's held up. I'm pretty sure it's still the best Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> ever made. <laughs> I okay. I, I I doubt it's that. But yeah, yeah. That's that's what's next. All right, uh, Turtles three. Right um, on. And uh, we'll probably have that in a couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get out of here, uh, I do want to go over what we've talked about, just because. I'm sure these things don't get that much attention. The first thing we talked about was the Casey Jones movie. It was a fan f- fan film. Uh, the the website on the back of this is CaseyJonesTheMovie.com. I don't know if that's still active. I don't know. But I do know that if you Google Casey Jones fan film, you get all kinds of stuff. It's got a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So that, that one you should be able to find some information on. 
Uh, we also talked about TMNT Odyssey, uh, written by Andrew Modine. I know that Andrew is a frequent poster on the, the Technodrome forums. Just Google Andrew Modine. I'm sure you'll find a lot of stuff. He, he does a lot of, uh, he, as I said before, he's working on TMNT Origin, and I think he even has a hand in the release of Forever War. Oh. Because Ars- I know Arseny Dubikov is, is working on that. So, so just Google Andrew Modine. And the last thing we talked about was TMNT Rescue Palooza. Yes, and you can find that on Game Jolt. And, of course, if you just Google it, just type in TMNT Rescue Palooza um, by Merso X. You know, it's dash Game Jolt, and you'll be uh, taken straight to that page. Yeah, that was released this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I needed to install it today, I just went to, I just Googled it, and it popped right up. Yeah. So that should be pretty easy to find. That's the easiest find, folks. Yeah. Um, Jeff, where can we find you? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade. In Brandon, Crossgates area, down from the Krogers. <laughs> 400 plus games. We're always adding new games to our list, you know, mm-hmm. uh, often. Um, we've started doing uh, bi weekly Smash Brothers tournaments. Nice. And um, we've got a big one coming up this week. Uh, so, or we've got a big one coming up. Uh, so, I uh, hope to have a nice. Big, uh, big turnout for that. Uh, we also do video game restoration on uh, cartridge games and cartridge-based systems. Um, we do birthday parties for the kids, ages eight and up, and um, all kinds of other stuff too. So, yeah, you guys, please come check us out. Cool, 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 cool. Well, I'm Sergio. I'm I'm with Reality Breached. I'm the Reality Breached guy. We have a bunch of uh, podcasts to listen to over there, uh, which include, of course, Shellheads. Uh, just the Reality Breach podcast, Reality Breach Local Spotlight, uh, the Black Pocket podcast, uh, Dead Scene Kids, which is really exciting and new. Uh, also, the Unapologetic Experience, which is the Unapologetic Geeks podcast. Uh, we just have a whole boatload of things to listen to over at realitybreach.com. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Basically, if you listen to podcasts, you can find us very easily. Uh, so check us out. Um, Next time we're going to talk about a movie. Yeah, the greatest turtles the greatest movie turtles movie ever. ever. <laughs> it's not. I, I can say definitively, it's not that. But if I if I remember it fondly. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff, and we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.